Moira Cormack is a 6-2 emotional projector on the cross of upheaval. As the role model she is in this moment of her life, we went into a deep ride for the inner landscape of a really interesting life. She shared with us how she finds human design, the deep process of diving in our bodies, healing through the power of our sexuality, using the potency of the breath to deeply connect with the present experience. At the end of our time together, the sense of open heart and connection was incredible. I wish you can feel this too. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Moira Cormac, to this episode to Voices of Uniqueness. Thank you for being here. It's very special that you say yes to this invitation. I'm so, so thrilled every time a projector say yes to an invitation. It's like, ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank I, you uh, so much. Yeah. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, my name is Moira and I live in Scotland. I'm a mother of four children. I have four daughters. I started off with twins and then I had, uh, I actually had three under three. And when I was first pregnant, we immigrated to Bombay in India from Scotland. And um, then I had my fourth and I live here now with my fourth child, my dog, two cats. And I have an Italian lodger as well, who <laughs> is a projector. Um, oh. And so uh, my children are all manifesting generators. Oh my God, four. So, four, <laughs> yes, four. And I've raised them on my own. So wow. I think that was a really Ooh. big thought. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine as a projector mother, like single mother of four. But twins are quite rare in India. Oh. And um, so they were, you know, I remember being in this very posh hotel once having a drink called a lassie, which is a sort of yogurt milky drink. Yeah. And this film star saw me pregnant and she came over to me and she said, may I touch your bum? And so she touched my stomach and she touched my face um, in order to try and to, you know, be filled with my fertility, my fecundity, oh. my abundance. Wow. And um, uh, my husband was going, why is that beautiful film <laughs> touching you? And uh, when I said I had twins, she sort of went into paroxysms of joy um, because wow. it meant I was extra abundant. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and having twins is, is a whole, uh, I can only imagine, I you know, like the, how different it is. I mean, it's enough to have one <laughs> to take care for the first time. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Um, and when I had my third, um, a singleton I looked in the books because it wasn't the internet then it was the books about uh -huh. people who had more children after having twins and it said there weren't any 
<laughs> but um i i i did have i did have two more after the twins so i have the four all together and they i i raised them differently mm. um what else about me i'm also a writer so i have a children's novel i write kind of modern fairy tales i have one for children and one definitely for adults mm -hmm. um, um, and I make art and I coach sexuality because yeah. I see sexuality as a really amazing doorway to deconditioning as well. Yes, oh, to, completely. Yeah, and to rewiring the brain. So um, when we find an ingrained pattern in our body, which is a keynote or an inner child or a shadow piece, mm -hmm. you can rewire it with pleasure. Yes. And um, to me, that's like, whoa, that is so yummy. You know, to, to take a piece that's hard and find the event underneath it, the story behind it, and then to tell yourself a different story and to rewire the body with pleasure is pretty good. Yeah, it's so there's so much um, potency, right? In the in the pleasure in the body, mm. and, and and pleasure also bring us into presence, right? So it completely, yes, it completely brings us into presence. Mm. So when you're in pleasure, and you're you filled yourself with pleasure because you can actually fill your body with pleasure, so okay. that. Um, you're living from that space and you can't really feel afraid when you're living from pleasure you know so you are able to stay present and um, this is quite an interesting thing because I was talking to somebody yesterday they a generator asked me what did success feel like to yes. projector for a projector yeah Yes, yes, um, because in a way, you know, there's a little bit, they get success, you know, that's, that's, but it's not easy to get success. Hmm. And yet, of course, we have, as a projector, I have constant experience of it through my life, but with no real understanding beforehand of why or how or what place I was in that brought me success or help or people. There was no, it didn't make sense. There was no rhyme, no reason to it. And sometimes it would be there and sometimes not. And would you say the experience is immediate or you have this kind of mind idea, you know, of what success looks like and then later on you reflect back and you go oh that was success like even if in the moment um it didn't really match that idea you know what i mean um or would you say you felt the success and then and then yes. yeah immediate it was an immediate uh, experience yeah it's it can be quite a long experience as well mm -hmm. and and in some ways, I prefer the word sweetness because there is the yeah. sweetness. Of yes. Um, oh, totally. Yes. This yes. soft spot. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And 
it it you you get success when you line up your frequency so that you don't feel afraid you uh-huh. don't worry about the fear you mm-hmm. don't worry about certainty or uncertainty and so you have to drop into a place of trust and in that place of trust you can be joyful and playful um so yesterday um i was drawing together all these threads of my life and i was writing this journey into the underground of the vulva mm-hmm. um, so yeah talking to our vulvas talking connecting with those parts of our body that part of our body for women and i as a writer i loved doing it and um as somebody that is mired in myth and fairy tale and legend um it it i spent my whole day just dancing and reading about trees and going back to crow wisdom and um you know because the crow is a very wise bird so mm-hmm. i wanted to weave crows into the story and just um re- weave birch trees and runes um, and i love that the pagan year is tied into the human design year as well um, so these oh, how would you like to explain me more about that um that sounds so fascinating yes we have so we have different love gates i think um i oh. don't know that i can remember it off the top of my head but i think they the four love gates are tied in to the equinox and the oh yes oh that's what you mean okay okay <laughs> oh, yes. wow yes <laughs> yes and so he didn't include the tarot cards uh, ra didn't include the tarot cards but he did include the pagan year um, uh-huh. and that is reflected in the gates that we're in as we go through so i i like to feel that i felt that before i found human design so yesterday was really playful because i was writing and then every so often i'd go oh you know i'm writing and the energy would be i'd need to shake it out my fingers and so I'd put on a track and dance all around the kitchen and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then just come back to the writing and, you know, the thought of taking people through this journey was really exciting using wow. all these things. So yeah. to me, that's sweetness. That's, that is like pure happiness. Yeah. So you will say that is what you associate with success, right? That's your feeling of like I mean just just imagining you have the chance to have a day like that dancing and writing and enjoying <laughs> it's like whoa yeah. <laughs> but I imagine your life was not, not always like this right so would you like to tell us a little bit more about how how was your encounter with human design um I encountered human design in my 50s oh yes um so i had it, it wasn't long after my kiron return mm-hmm. but i kind of i kind of knew yeah. um it's it's interesting about for me it's interesting about my nodes and there is some uh, in some ways 
I I used to feel envious of young people who found it. Yeah. But then I could see them all getting their minds involved with it. And I didn't feel so envious then because I allowed life to happen yeah. and it just happened the way it happened. So my north nodes are in gate 56, the storyteller. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And at about 46 years old, I started to go on writing retreats. And when I was 48, I wrote my first novel. And so that part of my life just unfolded after my nodes had gone into gate 56. Okay, um, so it was all aligned. So it was, it was timely. all aligned. Yes, yes. And over my on the roof period from 30, roughly 28, 30, um, 250, I, I remember being married and I didn't actually want to go to Bombay. I didn't want to, but I had traveled extensively in those first 30 years of my life. So I definitely was somebody that played um, mm -hmm. and found joy in my life to my parents' despair. But I was very lucky with my parents because they 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 would hear my plans, which was, I think I'll go and live in France for a couple of years. <laughs> I'm not gonna take life seriously yet, you know, yeah. like 26 <laughs> or something. And they, they, they would go, they would do that um, almost comical thing of raising their hands in the air and going, no! <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's um, amazing. Uh, and then they would get behind me and to support me in whatever it was I was doing, which which was uh, definitely not buckling down to anything that the world had told me I should be buckling down to. Um, and then when I went on the roof was when I got married and I had my four children and I had a well, an unhappy marriage, really. Mm -hmm. um, I was definitely invited, curiously enough. Um, and and that's kind of cute because people say, oh, but were you invited? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, yes, I was, you know. And he courted me. So as an emotional projector, I was definitely courted. And he spent a fortune on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> that that is the 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 deliciousness of the emotional beings yes it's so it's so enticing really it, it, yes I mean my first date with him was um he took me to see Shakespeare in the park a midsummer's night's dream oh and he arrived to pick me up with a wicker picnic basket with oh. all the food and the wine in it. Oh my God, that sounds like out of a novel. <laughs> <laughs> really? And and also how accurate, like he, it seems like he ring a bell there by just, you know, having the right invitation and take you to something that it was very interesting for you. And you know, taking care of everything, so you you just you can just relax. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Really funny. Um, but but I remember at my wedding, my best friend said, more or less. I mean, I can't quite believe she said that, but but she stood up and said, "You've you know, Moira's really precious." She said, "Moira is really really precious. There's nobody else like her in the world," and um, she 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 more or less said that I was joy, you know, Moira's joyful and yes. um, Moira's precious. And yes, you've taken care of her so far, but you better keep on doing that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, well, um, yeah. And then just life happens, right? And new factors in a relationship, right? Like in a long-term marriage that, yeah. And at the same time, is this, this view that every relationship has some kind of mission in our lives to teach us something yes. and then that's it it doesn't need to um all the time be here to stay with us forever <laughs> no, no longevity is definitely not the marker of a good yeah. relationship and yes expansion is yes and totally we went through horrendous contraction um mm. Yeah, I mean, he he was very abusive, really, by the end. Mm. And I had the four children and it, it took me seven years and three court cases to get a divorce. Oof. Yes. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. And, and here he, you are, this joyful woman. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> And, and that he, can dance and enjoy her day. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think so. It was in my late 40s, early 50s that we decided to um, get divorced or really I waited for him to invite me out. And, uh -huh. and, 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 and I didn't know that's what I was doing, but I was waiting for that to happen. And people around me would say, you know, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just do that? But I knew that I couldn't. And, mm. um, and it's funny, you are a projector. You know, there are things about you being a projector that come through in your life. Um, you yeah, know, whether you are, you're conscious or not, your design is already moving through you. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, and yeah. and like you say, you may maybe don't understand why is the way it is, but if you respect it, at the end it leads you where you need to go. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of happened as I came off the roof, and um, and then I moved into this house, and um, even then he was still very bitter and mm -hmm. angry, and um, he paid. A search agent a detective to find me oh. um, so, so yeah so that that that's the extent um of how traumatic it was you know very traumatic away. yeah Just how really to recover from that to to feel to feel safe <laughs> again right yes yes and i use my sexuality to feel safe so um, I find when people talk about sex, they're really talking about a very thin layer of mm -hmm. ice in how deep 
sexuality can be. Yes. And if they stay there, there's a shallow, a shallowness to it. I mean, I have three of the six sexual sexual channels, mm-hmm. not just gates, channels, you know, yes. I, I'm <laughs> deeply emotional. And so when I was getting the divorce, I lived on the edge of some wild land, mm-hmm. some land that had been forgotten. And um, I had walked around it since I was 17. I had been walking around it on and off since I was 17. And there was a tree in this land, a Rowan tree, and the Rowan tree is the protector. Um, The Rowan is one of the most ancient trees. As I say, I love myths and stories. And and this tree had been struck at one point by lightning and was bent right over so that the trunk came right over to the ground and then she come up and on top of her she flourished. Wow. And I, I went to this garden place once and this man came to speak to me and he said to me, if you have a tree, go to that tree and stay with that tree, ask that tree if she will nurture you. So I went to this tree for four or five years every day, every day. I would go at night when the children were asleep. I would walk up to this tree and lie on the ground under the moon and I would breathe under this tree with this tree Um, and I could feel the tree because of course if you have an open spleen the trees and the ground have defined spleens Um, and so I, I could feel so much the healing power of this tree I had a relationship with the tree you know just because they all have a defined spleen doesn't mean you can connect to any tree you yeah. know you have to ask the tree mm-hmm. and um so i went under this tree and i was doing this very simple first guided meditation mm-hmm. and i found that i had just from breathing an energy orgasm just mm-hmm. from breathing under the tree so I was able to feed the energy into the tree and feel it in my body. So I started on a process. I would never have said, oh, I'm seeking anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that. And I see a lot of younger women saying, oh, I've been trying to heal myself or seeking this or seeking that for a long time. And I don't think that I mentally thought that. And it's actually that's that sets the that open the feel for the actual healing to happen. Yes. Yes. I mean, I had no idea I was seeking anything. I was just my body was automatically naturally drawn to this tree that and this land as well to walk around this land with my dog. Um, and I had walked round and round and round and come back to myself on many, many occasion, you know, walking um, and being outside 
um, with the trees had always been a benefit to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my children already think I'm seriously weird, um, but but I, I then started listening to people, you know, and I I read a book on mindfulness and compassion, and I followed my way through Caroline Mace and Andrew Harvey and um, Tara Brach and you know whoa I I absorbed everybody so with my open head and Ajna I um, when they said oh you've got an open head and Ajna and you just filter information I thought oh yeah I really do that I take it all in all in and I filter it and then I move on so for all these people I moved on you know, I listened to Abraham Hicks, I listened to everybody, and I kind of marinated my body in their knowledge and their wisdom. But even as I was doing it, there was still the missing thing. You know, I knew that there was the missing thing. I had already discovered Lao Tzu, so I knew that the how surrender the mind was like what the how do you do that okay so everybody was saying this 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 great they all had brilliant points and (laughs) Caroline Mace had all her archetypes and things like that but they were all telling you about who you were so they were all I guess as Ra would say outside authorities and yes. somehow I knew this I have no idea how I did I mean even if you'd asked me about it I'm not sure I would have been able to say it like that but I knew that I hadn't reached the answer mm-hmm. and so when I encountered human design And I have a funny feeling that one of the Tantra teachers, I was following Lisa Schrader, um, I was part of one of her groups, and um, she posted something from Jean Keys. And so from Jean Keys, I jumped into human design. And I've never really been a Jean Keys person, Mm -hmm. which is a bit peculiar because I'm a poet. Um, yes but there isn't the ring of truth for me in it Um, you know Ra is definitely on my fractal I mean he sounds like my dad (laughs) 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 yeah yeah like you said and then you find I mean it, it was your guidance from your inner authority this time but it's so interesting what you describe because it's like you're weaving how was your encounter in the sense of you start with these people that you start following because you feel some resonance there. But inside you knew there was something else, something deeper. And of mm-hmm. course, it wasn't just them. I did years of jade egg and, um, mm-hmm. and sexual breath work, sexual energy the Mm -hmm. energy of sexuality and it's it's really healing because you go in and you know those keynotes they're not on the piece of paper they're not on the piece of paper they're in your body 
Yes. You know, it's so tempting to look at them and see them on the piece of paper, but they're not on the piece of paper. Those electromagnetics, that map is, is, is physically in your body. Exactly. So no need to go into the story. No need to go into the story. You just change the pattern in your body by breath. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to say before I found human design, I had probably spent four years doing at least two hours a day of breath and yeah. practices. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, yeah, I would take the children to school and then have your practices yeah have my practices so yes. it was like your inner guidance was always there very present in your life and then with human design it seems more like you find a way to maybe express it to the 17 <laughs> uh, energy you have in your in your son right like I mean a human design just um it pulled every single thread that 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 hadn't been there you know i had a quilt of unstitched pieces uh -huh. and and human design stitched them all together for me and um you know i i can see the formulas in my interactions with people um so i i live with my daughter and i can see the formulas and i um both my daughter and my projector ward have gate 21. Mm. My Italian ward has gate 21 um, three times in her chart. She has it in her design moon. And oh. she, uh, yeah, so she, she has it in her nodes and her design moon in an undefined um, ego center. Ego heart. center, yeah. Yeah, and I see her desperately trying to control everything. And um, and I see the link with me with my gate forty five hanging. Yeah, but on your defined ego, you bring this other side, which is not. It's kind of more relaxed in a way. What I'm seeing in you is that how your your defined ego was kind of working correctly in a way, just kind of providing you that safety that like yeah we can do it yeah there's no need to push there's no need to, it's going to be there if you need it the willpower will be there but there's no need to keep you know like putting it in front like the only way to get something <laughs> no i mean i i have hardly ever lived with with pushing anything yeah. you know my parents traveled as a child so we lived all over the world and uh, as soon as I was old enough, I set off like a feral cat. You know, I saw the horizon and I thought, the horizon looks really good. That's where I'm going. And, um, <laughs> and, um, and I, lived, I lived wild on a beach in Greece when I was young. And, um, and interestingly, because Ra took the magic bus from um i think was it, it he was either he was somewhere in the north of europe it was either mm. belgium or um somewhere norway maybe no it wasn't as far north as norway it was like um 
Belgium or Holland or the Netherlands or something mm -hmm. and then he took the bus down to Spain and I took the magic bus from Greece uh -huh. to London and um, so when he talks about that journey I'm like I know that journey <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the magic bus company operated without a license to go in so they would be in radio contract to see which border they could, um, which which pass through the border they could break through without being questioned too much. So we we had a very long circuitous journey from Greece to London, <laughs> as, as as we avoided some destinations in case the drivers got arrested. Um, so you so have had a life of, of adventures. But uh, what is very remarkable for me is how, how much I can feel that somehow you managed to, to travel this gracefully. Yes. I mean, without, without really losing your joy, that's, that's really amazing. I don't know if it's what I'm seeing right now as a result, because well, of course I don't know what, I, but how was your experience in that particular moment? But it's really remarkable for me to see, to feel that. Yeah, I, I have definitely lived the pleasure pain and, uh -huh. and and the depths of it. You know, there is it is so true, you know, with three emotional channels, three channels into the solar yeah. platform. And yeah. you know, and very often another one like gate 36 active for so long, and then others um. coming and going. Um Earlier this year, I had every single gate in the solar plexus lit up. I took a picture of it. I was like, every single gate? Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> it was Neptune, right? In the 36. <laughs> oh my God, that has been driving me crazy because I have the 35. <laughs> oh. And I have an open solar plexus. Oh, yes. I'm yes. feeling that transit. <laughs> That's so hard. It's so hard to hang on to your hat because, you know, the weather thing is so good, really. Um, <laughs> no, uh, there's there's no such thing as bad weather. There's only the wrong gear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, that would be a big one. Um, yeah, I've just always come back to joy. I've always been very creative, very, very creative. So, you know, I write poems and, mm -hmm. um, and I love your art, your, your visual art, your, you know, I don't know if it's collage or because I just have the, <laughs> the post on Facebook to, to admire it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cause I posted one a couple of days ago where I'm lying mm -hmm. on a giant old fashioned yeah. telephone receiver. Yes. Ooh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I have a friend who's a photographer and, and he, you know, I said to him, you know, I'd really like some death photo photos of me. I said, I, I, I'd like to do a photo shoot with me dead. And he goes, Oh, I love you. <laughs> And that's another thing that I found about you, Moira, is that you're very original. I wonder if it's the expression of this individual emotionality. I don't know what it is, but 
when when I joined your group, Gates of the Moon, the first thing that I totally loved it, it was like your approach was completely different. It was not based on, you know, we're going to be doing this, 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 and this, and we're going to go over the, the, the gates this way or that way. It was just like pure, um, it was very like, I mean, I don't know where it came from, but it was something completely different for me. I was like, I never saw that. And that was that was very attracting because it's um, offering your uniqueness, exactly that. Like, I'm going to do it this way. You want to follow me? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Would you like to, to, to share a little bit about how that came into you, this, this idea of starting a journey through the, the, the I mean, using the gates, but starting the journey related with the moon. I also love the, you, you laying, laying down there. <laughs> yes. In the yes. picture you have. <laughs> yeah. I do go and lie on the ground a lot, you know, oh, yeah. like I have a dog and, and I, I wear, you know, the full kind of plastic clothes when I go out so that I can lie on the ground and go into the woods and lie on the ground and do breath work. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I've often lied. Yeah, it seems ground. like nature is being your ally all your life. Nature has always, always, always been my ally. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. It's a lot of my drawings, I both make collage and paint. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had read about Ra following the transits of the moon. And I belonged to a lot of different groups and and I wanted something that wasn't there. You know, I wanted something because <laughs> it, 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 there, for me, there was this thing that was missing that made it part of a deconditioning practice. So in most of the groups, yes, you can post about an experience and people will comment and you will get feedback on it. I never opened Gates of the Moon for everybody to comment because so so it is really only my posts. Occasionally somebody has something that they want to share and they they put it up and they ask me to share it. But I, I didn't want it just to become like all the others. So the comments come under my posts. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't overthink it, uh, you know, I, 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 I didn't think about it at all, actually. I, I didn't think that's what I'm going to do. I mean, no. that, never, that never happened. Um, and I got together with Melissa and she's because she said she would help me. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I had no idea, you know, I just put a post up on one of the projectors page and said, <laughs> well, I quite like to follow the moon does has anybody done this sort of thing and then and then there were like all these people who wanted to do it so i learned how to do a group in the next few days i didn't even know how to do that <laughs> and i put it up and when i woke up the next morning something like 140 people had joined <laughs> and, and and i said to one of the women what's happened why are they all these people want to follow the moon i said that's incredible that they want to follow the moon and she said 
well, they do want to follow the moon, Moira, but actually they want to be with you. Yes. And I said, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so much second line, right? Yeah. Like you just, you just offer something or you just, you know, share something that is very intimate for you, that is deep from, from your own experience. And then then suddenly you have this amazing response. And I actually, I remember that moment because it's when I first contacted you and you told me you were overwhelmed. You were like, <laughs> I never expected this. All these people, what are they wanting from me? I'm just going to do my thing with the moon. <laughs> yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I worked out that we couldn't, I couldn't either, you know, so it was what I could cope with. And, and so... I realized that I couldn't follow every single gate of the moon, you know, um, to a day that, that yeah, it was completely. That's crazy. It's such a, like, it's so fast. She changed so fast. So fast. And, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't keep up with it. So to begin with, um, for each transit, I created an event, which nobody actually ever really understood. They mm -hmm. kept wanting to come to an event. And I kept saying, no, I've taken this, the word event and I have transcended its limitation of being something where we're all together. <laughs> I love because you do have the 16 in your notes and, and that's one of my, my incarnation cross gates. So I'm like, yeah, I do understand that 16. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't take the event thing literally. It is just giving you the time scale of when the moon is transiting exactly mm -hmm. so what i what i what i really wanted to do was to have a place where people could actually have support while they deconditioned mm -hmm. so we could look at our gates we could look at what was happening we could feel into the harmonics and have a place to to focus on that and um so each month we would look at so there's, it's all in the guides still. We would take a center. Yeah. I would post about the center. Um, I would post about all the gates, all the channels and all the harmonics mm -hmm. that we went through. So we would do a center for a month. Then we would have a week off. And then we did another center. And then as Christmas arrived, I got tired. So we then delayed it. Uh, we had quite a few delays. I mean, the nine centers probably took us 14 months um, mm -hmm. because it, it had to fit in with my energy. Mm -hmm. um, and then my energy was really tired and I didn't do anything in there for a long time. Um, I stopped, I almost stopped posting and I created a subgroup called the Illumination of the Moon mm -hmm. and um, a paid for group where we do a lot of Tantra and breath work. And they're the people I was creating the journey to the underworld of the vulva for. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I then did that. I mean, I did receive a lot of gifts and a lot of acknowledgement um, from the people in Gates of the Moon. I really did receive a huge amount. I mean, it was quite, quite something, but not quite to balance the energy that mm -hmm. I was giving. Um, and so 
I, I thought, I don't want this beautiful thing that I've created to be infused with bitterness. So I just left off for a while um, because I was giving so much, you know, I, know. I gave so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, And as I got tired, like being tired is bad for me. You know, oh, yeah. being tired is really bad for me. It means that grace that you spoke of. You know, my touch with everybody, with people, with the world is graceful. And when I'm tired, my emotional waves start to drive chaotically. Oh. And, um, and then I can't manage it. So I kind of let it go. And I've never gone back to following the moon in the same way mm-hmm. although there is the um, lunar conductor where uh-huh. it's possible to get your harmonics yeah um, and I would have liked a lot of people to do that so that we could then talk about what was coming up for us in it but I would like it to be real supported deconditioning because mm-hmm. basically that's what I do. That's what I do with the Tantra. You know, I go into the body, find a felt sensation in the body that has been telling you a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the boy, the, this is my one of my favorite illustrations, the really clever boy who gets 92% in everything. And when he goes home, his parents say, oh, that's not good enough. What happened to the other 8%? And so that becomes a sensation in his body. Mm-hmm. That is a keynote electromagnetic connection with a parent for him, where that comes together. Mm-hmm. It lives in the body and it's possible to go into the body, feel that sensation, expand your capacity to stay with it. With the then, uncomfort. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Expand, just even just because those are hard sensations and all our lives they've been whizzing up our bodies because everything from the body comes into the mind telling the story in the mind Mm -hmm. and then and we and it takes that second the body feels it the mind says you're not good enough and you're done and the minute you start to stay with that sensation and you start to decondition it you stop jumping on the story you start to change that pattern. The doors are closing. The doors are closing. We do not have long left. And we don't have long to decondition. And and my, I'm full of heart. I have a defined ego. Mm-hmm. I'm full of spirit. I have gate 25, both in personality and design. I have gate 55 as part of that channel, mm-hmm. gate 60, a lot of individual thing. I am here for the spirit. I am here to help guide the spirit because I can't not, I can't not. I, it, it bursts me open with love. It bursts me open with love to feel it. And, um, I would, I would say, come, 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 come to me one to one. Let me help you. 
And mm. if somebody came and said, I would like you to help me, I would be so filled with love for their courage um, that I would bow down. Um, mm. <laughs> oh. um, because that's how it hits me. Yeah. Wow. So powerful, Moira. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I didn't the power know of, of the emotions, the power of the heart. Yeah. And and the healing that happened. Yes. Right? When when that is just open and and can do its job <laughs> to <Yeah>. love. <laughs> yes. And I'm also on the uh, left angle cross of upheaval. I know. And that's not for me. It's not upheaval in my life. Just by being with me, people change. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you I'm, are a, an agent of transformation. I feel that totally. Yeah. Yes. And and, and I remember Ra uh, reading about six twos and how if they turned 50, there was nothing they, he could do for them. And I was like, that is so brutal and unfair. Are you saying there's nothing you can do for me, that I am a lost cause and I'm hopeless? And then a lovely Emirio said to me, no, Moira, he's saying, if you are a 6'2 and you have come off the roof and you have lived through all of that, then you are the role model because life has brought you to that point. And I was like, oh, that's so much nicer than my view of it. You see, like the, the mind is terrible, right? It's that narrative, right? So you're yes. telling me I'm a lost cause. Yes, yes. I'm yes. going to be a bitter projector the rest of my life because. <laughs> yeah. I'm a complete lost cause. There's nothing on never get to be the role model i'll never get to live my um be aligned and, and have my frequency or anything like that and and he mm. was saying no it's the other way around you um have fine tuning because you always have fine tuning because you are alive and you bump into things all the time and <laughs> you have to hold that feeling before the story and you can see the story coming, the pause, the, okay, I'm not going with that story. Uh, I'm going with a different story. And then you're changing. And the beauty of, of filtering that into poetry, right? Because yes. that kind of power of the, I will say the conscious or the awakened solar plexus, <laughs> Um, with all its power, I think it has its own language and it's not, it has to be away from the logical, the explanation, the, the conclusion, the concept. And both poetry and, and your visual art is, is that, right? It's like, here it is, like the, the words 
can be used differently and that will rewire us yes. not just like here in the body but also in the way we 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 think yeah that's a beautiful <laughs> the connection point. yes and i've always been very playful with words so <laughs> i mix them up and use them in ways that um people go it make people sort of slightly squint at me what did you just say how did you put those words together <laughs> um, but but i i you know i love playing with words and and uh, when you when you mash words together in new ways you create new levels of awareness and awakening and and that's really good fun to do that is really good fun to do language is is blissful language is just um it's a playground as well isn't it and um, it is the stories and and the poems and like you said it, there's so much there is a beautiful connection between the emotions and the, what the words can convey on our own experience of the emotions yes, yes. but definitely it takes a different form that's that's what i say is it's is yes. what I felt in, in your proposal to go through the moon. For me, the moon is actually the agent for the conditioning. It can be really powerful um, teacher. She's, she's a grandmother. For me, she's the grandmother. <laughs> yes. the, the group has brought me loads of joy, loads of joy, loads of lovely connections. We are here because of the group. Um, yeah, and, exactly. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I love that you created out of that something like a diff, like another group like with people that is they really want to go deeper into the somatic the, the body practices the breath the connection with the spirit in the body in the cells in the flesh yes and that that speaks a lot about also how you how you move through the experiences it's like okay we'll start here but then there's another layer and then we can go deeper and then we can and it's endless it's, it is it, it is endless it's an onion. Um, <laughs> um, it's an onion, clear layers coming through. And the thing to me is to enjoy it. You know, um, we can we can go through deconditioning or hard things, you know, like when I coach one on one, I had a client who said to me, I always laugh with you. And and we would laugh and cry together over hard things and lovely mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. um but we we allowed ourselves to feel it all and um and she said i never laugh with my therapist wow. <laughs> and That's i never so cry with my therapist and i thought well yeah you we're here to feel it all we're here to constantly yeah. go down a layer i guess maybe that's the depth and um the emotional depth that says there's more, there's more, there's always more. Mm -hmm. There's always something beautiful, creative to find in the depths and it just comes out when it comes out. Yeah, so inspiring. Yeah, it's this practice of meeting the, what is present at every moment and get intimate with. Yes. That's what I feel like I what I feel with you right now, just being in this space is immediately 
the connection, the intimate connection. And I don't know you and you are thousands of kilometers on the other side of the world, but that's the magic of the heart is just immediate connection because there is an opening. There is a willingness to stay with whatever wants to emerge. Yes, yes. I have never, ever, I don't, I've never been afraid of it. I didn't know that it was to be afraid of. And um, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> and I do, I do remember coming home as a young girl, thrilled, you know, like just completely lit up that I had had. I'd met somebody and I had a really beautiful conversation. And I would go home. My, my mum would say, my mum, my stepfather would say, oh, what happened? And I'd say, oh, I just had this lovely conversation. It was so good. I feel so great. And they'd say, oh, who did you meet? And what do their parents do? And I think, <laughs> I don't know anything like that. <laughs> None of that was relevant. <laughs> None of that was relevant. It was only to connect. It was only to be deeply intimate in that moment and 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 I guess I've always done that and been clueless that other people don't <laughs> yeah totally no agenda is the only way to actually be in, in the present moment right yes otherwise we miss so much trying to impose our agendas <laughs> it, it's it is you know it is the imposed agenda, I'm sure must be the source of breast cancer and heart attacks and heartbreak. I mean, heartbreak when we, we think we've done our best because there's no blame there. There's no judgment. You know, if you have an agenda, you've been raised to have an agenda and you've we've broken your heart trying to fulfill your parents' idea of who you should be or something. Mm. But, you know, there is only compassion because that's the heartbreak. Mm -hmm. You know, Mary Oliver wrote it beautifully in her poem, The Journey, when she leaves and she says, although the people in the house might be pulling at your ankles, you know that you must go. You must save the only life you can save, yeah. yours. And uh, that is all we can do. And I did a YouTube video about it a few days ago because mm. we are moving into a selfish age. Mm. And I am curious about the word selfish because I grew up with it meaning greedy, mm. unkind, putting yourself before other people. So, you know, eating all the cake and leaving none for anybody else. That kind of selfish. And I don't think the new selfishness is that kind of selfish at all. I think we have an opportunity to save our own lives and from that place to truly connect and love other people, that it is the supreme act of love is to love yourself and that way you can truly love other people we can't love anybody else if we're not full of love ourselves it's a shallow offering we are giving <laughs> so you know 
if you don't love yourself, you, you can't. So there is a selflessness in being selfish um, that has an opportunity, a possibility, and I am possibility, not to drown in the seven-centered selfishness. Yeah. But to find a new place. Wow. <laughs> yeah, when you were saying this, I was, the first thing I thought was like, greediness is that. It's actually not loving yourself. And then from there, offering to halfway love others. <laughs> yes. That's greediness. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's greedy to go into a relationship, wanting that relationship to fulfill you. Yes. And then blaming it when it doesn't. Yeah. So there is a lot to be said for just filling your own cup. Up. And it doesn't mean you have to be cruel or neglectful or anything like that. You just mm -hmm. have to honor your own yes and your own no. And when you let your body do that, because I am all about the body. Yes. You know, like, Yes, yes, body, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, one of the questions uh, of one of my Tantra teacher was always like, how much pleasure do you actually allow yourself to feel, to experience? Yes. Because we are these beautiful bodies that are all made for pleasure. And sometimes it's, it's inconceivable, the level of, of depth you can, you can really reach with through those portals of pleasure but yes. it's true we don't practice that enough no no or understand mm -hmm. deeply when you when you bring your body to a state of rolling orgasmic bliss so you have an orgasm that flows through you for 40 minutes an hour and you it you your mind isn't there your body is just flowing in and out peaks and troughs of this orgasmic energy, you're actually completely still. At that point, there is also the point where you're touching the cervix and you've touched the cervix and the, the depth, the deepest orgasm is at the still bottom of the pond in our body. And when we find it in the orgasm, we can fill ourselves up with it and we can take it out into our lives. And that's that still waiting place. It's this, um, it's yummy. It's just, it, I, I am so glad I found it. If there was a yearning in me, it was to know how to live and it was to experience the depth of my own body and my own creative soul and those things came to me through my body and human design is also all about the body yes yeah yeah but i really love how you have been taking this journey from that depth already like you start your journey from that depth <laughs> you already had that connection with your body and and these deep layers of um knowing is really knowing our body is so wise so wise yeah so would you like to let 
let us know a little bit more about what you do. I mean, you mentioned you work with people. Would you like to just explain a little bit more? You do groups or just one-on-one? Uh, you just do coaching or you do some other things like you you do journeys, you guide people into processes. How 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 is that? <laughs> uh, I mostly work uh, one-on-one with people um, because I'm a projector. So one-on-one <laughs> works. Um, although I find that a little curious as well because for a long time I took mother and child, parent and child classes and I learned how to speak to a small group as if it was one person. It was a curious skill that I found that I had. Um, And yes, yes. And then I was able to extend it as well, but, but not to me, not to get too diverted. Um, I have my small group, the illumination of the moon. Mm -hmm. And we, um, you, it's women only. So we, we um, go through, yeah, that it, it has to be women only because yes. we're going into the cervix and the, yes. the pussy and the breath and um, mm-hmm. all of those kind of practices. Um, I do coach men one-on-one and um, I, I'm a rare woman in the sense that I grew up with wonderful men and um, love men in, you know, as a whole kind of <laughs> gender, um, not not so much individually, but um, you know, <laughs> I don't have men in my life. I have four daughters, and I I don't I don't have a partner, sort of thing. Um, but 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 I love coaching men. I love their energy and being with them. So we would set out on a journey, and and to a certain extent, people that come to me have to just trust the process. Yeah, they come to me, and they almost have to say yes. But we uh, go through coming into the body, so. There is inner child work, there is keynote Mm -hmm. work, there is open center work, Um, there is finding it in the body Mm -hmm. and clearing that path with the breath breath and with the sexual energy. More or less I work with somebody for five to six months and really we have huge changes in that amount of time. Mm -hmm. It, it, It is enough to clear and well open open to oh that's why i do that and then to to do change pattern work over that because the thing is that you know once your awareness has found something you can't stuff that idea back into the box you know (laughs) when you were the little boy and you know that that feeling of i'm not good enough comes up once you're aware of it you go there's that feeling again you know, and, and it might take you a year the first time and, you know, then six months and then three months and then two months and, and down to a few hours before you start to change it. <laughs> but but once it's come into awareness, it, ca- it can't go back. It's like yeah. Pandora's box. You can't stuff everything that's in you back into the box. It's not yeah. going. It's been mm-hmm. seen. So true. Um, so we go through worthiness. We go we go through all those things uh, support um support for you as you go through the process as well so dealing with your parents and you know maybe calling in divine energies or something to support you but you're yours and you know it is very individual because i need 
and the person's need will draw me to books to find more to yeah. pull out to answer their need um, so that's what is leading the process really is because you allow that energy and you just kind of follow the thread with the person yes and that that is what the the process is about yeah yes and you will you say that human design provides um I don't know at the beginning maybe a map but then over the course of the of the process itself a very valuable information and and ways to work with it yes because the things that we say the things that we say are such a powerful reflection of our beliefs and so you know um somebody says something and you have me sitting on the other end and i'm going Ooh. <laughs> what did they just say and then being able to reflect it back and draw it out and see where that statement lives in the body and then and then they go oh that's what i thought you know and then you they realize that's what's stopped them and it's stopped them being aligned and their frequency being aligned because if we are all a pure note we all have the potential to be a pure note. Those things that we say are impure, discordant qualities in us. So if you're auditory, which I sometimes see it as, in myself as well, I go, oh, Moira, that was a bad note. <laughs> <laughs> when, like the piano when it's not. Yes, too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, you got that wrong. You spoke too soon. Uh, there was a bad discordant note and so when we when you have somebody else seeing those and you're also going through I mean there is a process involved I'm not free ranging the whole time there is also um, a, a process with parameters the thing with the boundaries are that they are not what we think they are <laughs> and so you know oh, that's yeah, that's an, a really interesting point. Some of the things that happened to me experiencing with Tantra groups, one of the things we practice is this thing about finding your boundaries, right? Really being trained on listening, the body helps so much. So I, I, this is a real boundary or this is coming from, we will say in human design, non-self, right? I mean, the easiest example is with free writing because... Yeah. Um, like my children all went to school. So I had four children that went through the school system. And before they wrote any essays or anything, they were required to write the plan. Uh, and, yeah. And <laughs> it's just setting everything is set up in the education for the mind to be the driver. Yeah. And, and what the system did was suppress all their creativity. Yeah. So I, I would say to my children, no, we're not mm -hmm. doing that. And they were going, well, what are we doing? I said, I'm just going to say to your teacher that you're not doing it that way. <laughs> and they said, well, how do we do it, mum? And I said, well, you have two, you have an angel and a devil, one on each shoulder. And <clears throat> the devil is the mind criticizing everything you do. But the angel is your flow of creativity. So wow. if the circumstances of need I would have given you a pen and paper and 10 minutes on the timer to write. And I would have said, right, I need, I need, I need, I need. 
for the whole 10 minutes and then something will come out of what you need but you yeah. never lift your pen from the paper yeah. you write i need i need i need i need love i need support i need and your design also tells you what you need yes <laughs> and it that can feel true so if you felt into your design you can go you know for me i need support i need love i need passion i need romance um i need i need i need i need to feel loved i need to feel cared for i need i need and then if you get stuck you just wrote right i need and you only write for 10 minutes and that draws the creativity out of you without with different boundaries. So when I hold space for somebody, I'm holding space with that kind of boundary so that there is an allowance in there for them to come out while I'm holding the space. Hmm. And so important what you said about unveiling our own um, blocks about speaking the truth of our needs. Yes. We have this conditioning of you don't say those things. That's not correct. Nobody wants to know what you need. You know, like you don't don't look needy. <laughs> yes. And then that that in our speech is so true. I, I see so many blockages when it's about really going deeper and accepting that we do, we do need each other. We do need the relation, the connection. We do need the warmth, the love, the acceptance. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with needing it. <laughs> no. no, no, there's nothing wrong. <clears throat> and in fact, <clears throat> when you know your needs, you're much more likely to get them. Because what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's the resistance that creates the, the stops them coming, you know, or, or you get the resistance all the time. Because <clears throat> if you're saying, I don't need anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, which is the ego, right? Immediately yeah. going, no, 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 I'll, I'll do it myself. I'm self-sufficient. I can just deal with, with it. And then you're struggling. And it's just, we do a disservice by not really knowing, getting to know deeply what our needs are. Because yeah. then we don't really, we cannot ask for them. We don't own them. Yes. And in the body and sexually speaking, especially as women, right? We have a long story of conditioning on that. Hugely, I mean, huge. You know, we are so conditioned to be making nice shapes, to be conscious of ourselves the whole time. And, and it's completely upside down. You know, men, men are desperate to give. And, you know, yeah. This narrow ice of sexuality says yes. that women should be giving. Um, and, and when women <laughs> receive, they go, how do I give in return? You, you don't have to give. The fact that you're surrendering and receiving yeah. is an amazing gift. I mean, if you can receive, it is an amazing gift as opposed to not sinking into the whole experience. Oh. But isn't it nice that today is 14.2 the moon is coming in to gate the sun is coming the in sun <laughs> and um, i have 14.2 in my design which uh -huh. is the wisdom to know when you need help <laughs> that's powerful yeah 
is powerful. That's that's what gets so many people stuck in their own patterns. And as I say, I think it has its roots in this this deep conditioning of like, don't cry since we are babies. <laughs> yes. Right? Don't cry. Don't 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 laugh too loud. It's too loud. Don't express this. This is too much. Or and and it's all about suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. So we learn really early to not even talk about what we need or and then of course how are we gonna find our wants if we don't even know our needs <laughs> yes yes and and you know if we don't even know them how do we move from not knowing them to saying them aloud you know how how do we say them aloud we are so conditioned not to yeah. upset the male and yeah, we're, we're, we're changing and we're doing our best. But, you yeah. know, it's all it's all a revolution as far as I can see. You know, um, you I do think... have that channel. You have that 1949. Oh, my God, it's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm such a terrible flirt as oh, well. Yeah. No, I can feel it. It's just like it's there, present in you. <laughs> Even when you write a text, you know, like... But now that I'm having the experience of your voice and seeing your expressions, it's like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> such a, such a flow. <laughs> but, it, and then, and that is this, this thing about like, let's shake the foundation. If the principles are not right, nothing can be really go, go well. So no. it's like, let's, you know, the 49, right? The revolution. Yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. And, you know, so for me, if, you know, if, if somebody says, oh, I don't want to be needy, it's like, let's lean into that, shall we? <laughs> what is needy? You know, let's go straight to the opposite. Tell me what's needy for you. Nuclear bombs. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I can tell you everything that's needy for me. And I'm going, you can. And they go, and you won't judge me. And I'm going, no, I think it will be wonderful. <laughs> Tell yeah. me everything you find needy. And, um, and, and, and men look at me and they go, I, I can tell you anything, can't I? And I go, yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's your work. And they can because you, you, you have become this instrument, right? You, you, you really work in your own instrument to be ready, to be open, to stay in this space of possibility and to be with this even beginner's mind, I will say, because I'm very curious about your mind because of your 17. Like, I don't know why that calls my attention when I saw your design, that yeah. the, the sun in your personality. And I'm like, wow, that's, and it poses a beautiful line too. <laughs> you have the six line there. But what I found is a mind that is very, very flexible and fluid. And, and that's beautiful. It's really beautiful to experience that. <laughs> I, I mean, I watch my mind all the time now, filtering away, and um, I think it's lovely to see my mind filtering, you know, that I can take in all those different people, I can listen to them all for three, four, six months, filter, dismiss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
okay, got you. But but got also you. burning, right? Like burning and purifying, and you know, going through the fire of the emotions and the intensity, and and then and then going on the other side of that firewall and and just keep walking. Yes, this clearing process. That's how it sounds for me. Like you lead people into this a deep process of clearing and finding finding their beauty yeah well I do fall in love with them I mean I have not worked <laughs> yeah. with anybody oh. who you know I I haven't loved I mean I, I left a client I went to her house and I was driving home and I was just going oh woo! and in the car and I was just like oh that was so lovely to be with you and it made me so happy you know yeah. it made me so happy mm -hmm. yeah that's the power <laughs> wow this has been amazing Moira thank you thank you so much for sharing with me and for with with everyone yes. <laughs> your stories your wisdom and how it's been for you this encounter with human design but not only with that the weaving of everything you are which yeah. is beautiful to see. I see so much fragmentation sometimes. Human design can also lead us into this mind trip because it's such a candy for the mind. But I really appreciate that you are so grounded in the body wisdom. Yeah, I, I, I think it has to be the body wisdom. We have to start with the body wisdom because we don't even know how to hear our bodies. We can't hear anything. And so... When we can't listen to our bodies, I, I I do think, you know, human design, we're not supposed to do it all alone. We do need help. Projectors are here to help each other. And, you know, we're here to help generators. And we, you know, generators are here to help us as well. It's, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. It's beautiful. You know, it's beautiful. And, and we need to get to the place of beauty. No, yeah. we need to we need to get there because it's like going over the rainbow. It's it's you know, there is the pot of gold and it's love and it's friendship and it's connection and it's intimacy and yeah. it's empowering and um yeah, it's a wonderful place to be. I am grateful every morning I wake to have a new day of my life because I love being alive. Yeah. I love being alive. There are just things that fill me up every moment. And when I first saw my design, oh, I know it's got difficulties in it. There I am on the huge, I mean, a huge pain to pleasure wave with three emotional channels. Oh, yeah. But I still fell in love with it. I was like, oh, that's just, that makes so much sense. There I am. It's lovely. Okay. So, well, I don't know if you want to say something else. Tell us a little story or another <laughs> jummy piece of your experience. I don't want to just, I don't want to close this conversation. <laughs> but I, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are so many stories to tell. Um, and I do love telling stories. They There is so much richness in them because they illustrate life in a way that just the theory doesn't yes. 
um, the everyday. Um, but I am probably tired now. Okay. And Thank you. Uh, I yeah. know. I know. I, I probably keep you too long. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so, it's so, uh, it's like, it's so beautiful, so magnetic, the way you are. Uh, you express yourself and everything, everything about you. There's a lot of magic in you. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I was really, really thrilled um, to be invited because, of course, there I am in my second line thinking I'm completely invisible. Yeah, I, I am with you on that. <laughs> We're fellow students. Yes. So. <laughs> Isn't that amazing, right? Yes, and there is definite comfort in being with six twos. Oh yeah. Oh, I I've been finding that isn't it so so great. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're alone in this. I don't care who's with you. You're alone in this. It's got to be for you in a way that is so deep that it's not a question. Be your own authority. Time for anything else, none of us do.